welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. says a good man will leave an inheritance to his children's children. We're training them up. Amen. We got the best and greatest thing that we can do for our children is introduce them to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Help them to establish, train them up in having a relationship with the Lord. Amen. That's the greatest thing we can do. Amen. Is that and train them up, you know, in demonstration of our faith in our walk, showing them that daily walk with you, amen? And then when it comes to this building, completely this end, the greatest thing you can do is give to that building fund, amen, to see that come, amen? It's going to be a great thing. The revival that God has for our church, amen, the souls that God wants to meet here and place here with us, amen, it's a great thing. I, can't, I just want to be a part of it, amen? God is so good. Uh, has not prayer been good? Amen. Our prayer means it been good. God is good. We've started a year out. God is just doing something. And have we been hearing some preaching? Amen. From, from our ministry team, Brother Holly coming in. Amen. God is preaching. We are hearing the word of God. Amen. We just need to absorb it and apply it to our lives. Amen. And God is so good. And then you're stuck with me this morning. Amen. God is good. Our text this morning will come, amen, from uh, Mark 16th chapter, verses 1 through 7. I will be reading from the New King James Version. Amen. It's an honor to be here, a privilege. So glad we didn't get all that snow that up north got. Amen. Because tell you what, sometimes it's challenging to get out of my driveway. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, just push it up north a little more. So God does answer prayers. Amen. Now the word of the Lord says this. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salmone, bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had already been rolled away, for it was a very large stone. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Amen. See the place where we laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him, he said to you. Amen. As he had said to them. Amen. The tomb was empty. 
Amen. They were stressed out about who was going to roll away the stone. Amen. When these women and, and then later Peter and John arrived at the tomb, they immediately saw that the stone had already been rolled away from the mouth of the tomb. Now, had the stone not been rolled away, they would not have been given access to the tomb in the first place. The tomb had been sealed by Pilate's official seal. The soldiers had been placed at the tomb to prevent Jesus' disciples from manufacturing a resurrection. Now, church, if you and I had been coming towards the tomb that morning to anoint the Lord's body, and when we came upon the tomb and we were wondering if Jesus had been resurrected from the dead, our very first indication would have been when that stone was rolled away. Amen. There's many books that are entitled for dummies. That would have been resurrection for dummies. That would have been my first sign. Amen. That he had spoken his word. His word had came to fruition. Amen. And this tomb was empty. Amen. There's a park. There's several parks throughout the United States that have a rock hanging on a rope. And there's a sign that simply says the weather station. Amen. And it says check the rock. If it is wet, it's raining. If the rock is dry, it's not raining. If the rock is swinging, then it's windy. If you cannot see the rock, it's foggy. If the rock has been blown away, then take cover, it's a tornado. Amen. Again, the weather for dummies. My subject this morning is check the rock. Or where's the stone? If you put your Bibles down, let's lift up our hands and let's pray and ask the Lord for his anointing. Lord, we love you and we praise you, Lord, and we thank you. Lord, for heart and mind and desire to be here, Lord. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you open up our understanding this morning. Lord, to your will and to your way, Lord. Help us to decrease that you can increase, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that you just move and minister, Lord. Let us not just be hearers of your word, Lord, but to be doers also, Lord. Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're being seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mary and the women came to the tomb. And to the utter amazement, when they checked the rock, it was rolled away. They come running back into Jerusalem, rejoicing, weeping, out of breath, shouting, He is risen! He is risen! If someone asked, how do you know that he is risen? They would have simply said, we know because the stone is rolled away. The tomb is empty. We done checked the rock. Amen. The rock has been rolled away. Now, church, this is very dynamic, very dramatic situation. Begs the question, if the rock was rolled, amen, who rolled it? Amen. The answer is very simple. There's only one who could possibly have rolled that stone away. Amen. Cephas, amen, couldn't do it. He'd already gone, gone to a lot of trouble with Pilate and his temple guards to make sure that the rock didn't roll. The temple guards couldn't do it. It was their job to keep the rock in place. And, if, and to the guard, if it were their very lives were at stake. The women couldn't do it. That rock was too heavy. That rock is estimated to weigh between 1,000 to 4,000 pounds. Amen. The disciples couldn't do it. Silly for us to even think that they would try to manufacture a resurrection. Amen. There's only one who could have come and who could have rolled that stone away. The one who rolled that stone away is the same one who said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Amen. The same one 
who said, All power in heaven is given unto me, amen, is the one who rolled that stone away. The same one who said, No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. So as we look one more time this morning at that rock that was rolled, you just need to understand and remember there's only one who could have put the roll in that rock. And he came walking out of that grave victorious. And, his name, and it is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Him and him alone, amen, could have rolled that rock. He, said, he, he can roll away your sin, amen. He can still roll away your pain. He can roll away your head heartache, your sickness, your disease, your, your addiction and your torment. Whatever kind of lid that life is trying to roll over you and whatever kind of tomb of trouble the devil is trying to bury you in, Jesus Christ can roll it away. Amen. He is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We serve a living God, not a dead God. Amen. He's alive and he's working and moving every day in our lives. Amen. This ain't all my notes, and, and, I, and I've expressed this to my wife several times. I, it, it puzzles me when I hear somebody say, how messed up 2020 was. Amen. Oh, 2020 was so hard. 2020 was this. I understand that. I get that. But my question is, did you not see God's hand in it? Did you not see his hand at work? Did God not do anything? He's a living God. Every step of the way for 2020, I seen what God was doing. Amen. God was moving. Maybe it was just for me. Amen, that God was moving, then I was seeing it. But God was still on the throne. Amen, he's still a living God. He didn't die. Amen, we get into situations and we roll the stone back over the tomb. Amen, we don't give him credit. We don't give him the just. Amen, we want to handle it, but it's up to him. It's all about him. That stone was rolled away. It's an empty tomb. Our God is alive. Amen, he's alive and he desires that relationship with us. Amen. All the disciples needed to know about the condition of Jesus Christ. Amen. And whether or not he was still in the grave could have been figured out by the answering of one question. Where's the stone? Where's that stone? Amen. When we get into situations, we get into hard times, and things start running down, uh, raining down upon us, the first question we got to know is where's the stone? Amen. My God is alive. Amen. My God is active. My God is moving in every situation. He answers every prayer that I cry out to. It may take longer to get it answered, but God is still on the throne. He's a living God. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's alive and he's active. And it's that live, that living, active relationship that he desires with us. Amen. They may have reason. If the stone is still over the tomb, then, we, then he is still dead. And we have no hope. We got a hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. That stone was rolled away. Amen. All I need to know is my hope is in him. But if that stone has been moved, if that stone has been rolled away from the door of that tomb, then that is good news. That is all you need to know. You don't need to look inside. Jesus didn't need, to, need the angel to roll away the rock to let him out. But he told the angel to roll away the rock, not to let him out, but to let us in. Amen. That way we could see. Amen. That way we could be a witness. Amen. Hey, God doesn't need to heal you to prove to himself that he can do it. 
He heals your body to prove to you that He has all power over all sicknesses, over all disease. He's a living God. He's not dead. He's alive. Amen. He heals your body he, to prove to us that He can heal us. God doesn't do miracles to prove anything to Himself. But he still rolls away stones so that we will know that he is alive and he is well and he is on his throne. Check the rock. Where's the stone? Listen, there are a lot of places people check to decide for themselves how they're, they're going to feel or figure out whether or not they're going to have a good day or a good rest of their life. They will check their horoscope. They'll check an x-ray. From a doctor's report, they'll go to the baseball standings, the NFL draft, the war in Iraq, amen, they'll look at the stock market, they'll look at their 401k, they will check their Twitter account, their checkbook, Facebook, most people would rather check Facebook than a checkbook, amen, but there's really only one place you need to check to tell whether or not you're going to have a good day or a good life to decide whether the outlook is going to be, to determine if you're going to have a good attitude or not, or to figure out if you have any hope for your life. Just go to the one place. Go to that tomb and check the rock. Amen. If the rock has not been moved, when, then it's, we're in trouble. Amen. But if the rock has been rolled away, everything is going to be all right. Amen. The women and others came to the tomb with a questions. Amen. Many things... We're up in the air. What about their futures? What about their safety? What about what should they do with their lives? Could they trust Jesus anymore? Amen. Their life had just been turned upside down. Amen. Today, many of us come to the church with questions on our mind. Is there any hope for my situation? Where's the stone? Amen. Can I ever be completely delivered? Amen. From my sin? Where's the stone? Can I ever get my issues behind me? Where's the stone? Can I live a victorious life and live for Jesus Christ? Where's the stone? Everything I need to know is discovered when I determine the location of the stone that covered his tomb. If the rock is still over the tomb, I'm giving up. Amen. Quitting Christianity, never picking up another Bible, never offering another prayer, getting out of church business. I'm going to find something better to do with my life and my time. But if that rock has rolled away, amen, if the rock has been removed, if that rock no longer seals that tomb, then I have a totally different attitude. Amen. If that rock was rolled away, I'm not giving up. I'm never giving up on my walk with God. Amen. I'm never going to stop believing the Bible is the inspired Word of God. Amen. Never going to stop praying. Never going to stop reaching for people. The only question you need to answer today for any problem that we may be dealing with is where is the stone? Amen. Is he alive in your life? Amen. Or you got, do we have him shut up to where he can't get out to us? Amen. Now if Christ is preached, amen, 1 Corinthians 15, 12 through 28 says, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and our faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. 
whom he did not raise up. If in fact the dead do not rise, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in the life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since, my, since by man have came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as Adam all died, even so Christ and all shall be made alive. But each one is his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Amen. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is expected now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him that God may be all in all. Our greatest enemy is not AIDS. It's not cancer. It's not MS. It's not MD. And it's not Lou Gehrig's disease. It's not oil spills. It's not radical Muslim agenda, terrorism, or even the overthrow of our government. The greatest enemy known to mankind is death. Amen. Our God defeated that enemy when he defied death, hell, and the grave. Amen. And came marching out of that tomb alive and victorious. Oh, death, where is their sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Amen. The same spirit. Amen. That same spirit that lifted Christ out of the grave also rises you, lifts you out of each and every trouble, each and every situation. Amen. You have all power and authority over all things by the spirit that lives in you. Amen. We are partakers of the death, burial, and resurrection. When we repent, we're baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, and we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We take on Christ. Amen. That same spirit that brought him out of that grave is the same one that helps you every day through every struggle through everything that we face amen it's not by might it's not by power but it's by his spirit amen and it's in the spirit we must walk death has no hold on you he descended first came back with those keys that's the same keys he gave peter amen on the day of pentecost that was preached amen i can do all things through christ who strengthens me amen and it's in the power it is in the spirit Amen, because he's a living God. And it's that same spirit that orders our steps every day. Amen, somebody say amen. Amen, death has no hold on us. Amen, fear has no hold on us. All we need is the spirit of God. We need this word. We need to keep pressing on. Amen, the greatest enemy to man is death, but it was defeated. Amen, Max Lucado in his book, Six Hours, One Friday tells a story of a missionary in Brazil who discovered a tribe of Indians in a remote part of the jungle. They lived near a large river. The tribe needed medical attention for a contagious disease that was ravaging the population. People were dying daily. Amen, sound familiar? Amen, a hospital was not far away. Only across the river 
but the Indians would not cross the river because they believed it was inhabited by evil spirits. Amen. To enter the water would mean certain death. The missionary explained how he had crossed the river and was unharmed. Amen. They were not impressed. He then took them to the bank and placed his hand in the water. They still wouldn't go in. He walked into the water up to his waist and splashed water on his face. It didn't matter. They still wasn't getting in. They were still afraid to enter the river. Finally, he dove into the river, swam beneath the surface until he emerged on the other side. He punched a triumphant fist into the air and he entered the water and escaped it. Was when the Indians broke out into a cheer and followed him across. That's exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. Amen. He dove into the grave and three days later he came out of the grave, punched a triumphant fist in the air, amen, and said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Amen. We have nothing to fear, amen, if we have Christ. Amen. We are overcomers through the blood, through the word of our testimony, amen. Jesus Christ is the founder of the greatest movement in the world today. Amen. The church of the living God. Amen. When it comes to founding world religion, Jesus Christ is in a league all of his own. Amen. Nobody can, can hold a candle to him. Amen. Gerald Garner, creator of Wicca. Sung Young Moon, Unification Church. Charles Taze Russell, Jehovah Witnesses. Mary Baker Eddy, Christian Science. Joseph Smith Jr., Mormonism. Muhammad, Islam. Amen. Confucius, Confucianism. None of these founders of the world religion even come close to being in the class of Jesus Christ, the founder of true Christianity. They are all in a class with each other. Jesus is the, in a class all by himself. Nobody can hold a candle to him. He has no equal. He has no rival. Amen. Their births were not prophesied hundreds of years before they were born. None of them fulfilled 450 prophecies while, he, while here on the earth that had been written about them hundreds of years before he was born. Their mothers were not virgins, and their conception was not in the Holy Ghost. Their very words were not the spoken living word of Almighty God. They could never make the claim before Abraham was, I am. They did not shed their blood, nor were they crucified for the sins of this world. They never made claims that they would rise again. And if you check their graves, they're still in them. Amen. There's only one that came out of the grave. Amen. There's only one founder of one church. There's only one church of God had in mind from the foundation of the world. There's only one founder who made the bold claim, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Confucius couldn't do it. Muhammad couldn't do it. Sung Young Moon couldn't do it. Joseph Smith couldn't do it. And Mary Baker Eddy couldn't do it. Amen. Only Jesus Christ and Him alone could do it. God manifested in the flesh. Amen. The one who came to take away the sins of the world. Amen. The one who made a way for us to have an escape. The one who's gone to prepare a place for us. Amen. Who's coming back, by the way. Amen. He's not dead. He's coming back. Amen. Then the church needs to be ready. The bride needs to ready herself. Are your garments white? Are they spotless? Amen. The following words are adapted from the song, One Solitary Life. All the armies, 
that have ever marched and all the navies that have ever set sail, all the rulers that have ever ruled and all the kings that have ever reigned on this earth, all put together have not affected life of man on earth like this one solitary man, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Jesus is our hope. He is the way. He is the truth. He is that life. Amen. All we need is Jesus. Amen. We get into situations. We just got to turn to Jesus. Amen. We get in trouble when we try to take things on our own. Amen. Instead of trusting him. Turning it over to him. Amen. A secular comedian by the name of Steve Harvey said that if he could introduce Jesus Christ, he might do it like this. This is a secular uh, comedian. Amen. He says, ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce a man who needs no introduction. His credits are too long to list. He has done the impossible time and time again. He hails from Bethlehem, Judea, by way of heaven. His mother is still headlining the Catholic Church today. His daddy is the author of a book that has been the number one bestseller since the beginning of publication. He holds the record for the world's greatest fish fry. He fed 5,000 hungry people and with just five loaves and two fish. He can walk on water and turn water into wine. He has a head shot in every church and funeral home across the country. He is hailed as king of kings, ruler of the universe, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of all lords. Amen. Nobody can compare to Jesus. Nobody can compare to Jesus. Amen. That comes from a secular comedian. How much more could we testify of God and who he is in our life? Amen. How much more can we test about the day that we had our Damascus Road experience? Amen. The day that we had our day of Pentecost when God moved up in that upper room in our lives and set upon us with cloven tongues as a fire. Amen. And filled us with his spirit. Amen. God is so good, and He's alive, and He desires that relationship with each and every one of us. Amen. We can't let the enemy keep putting lids on us. Amen. He, that stone is rolled away. We serve a living God, a living God. Amen. Who's active, who wants to be active, who wants to still walk with us in the cool of the morning the cool of the day, who still wants to, to talk to us. That's why I've been telling the Lord, Lord, give me that ear to hear you. Amen. I understand 2020 may have been rough, but I know God was moving. Amen. He was preparing us for 2021. Amen. I've seen God's hand in everything that is going on. You look at what's going on since the beginning of this year. God is moving. God is preparing us for the revival that he has for this church. Amen. One more seed thought. Amen. We are confronted this morning with the greatest event that ever took place in the history of mankind on the face of this earth. This event was inspired worldwide controversy, furious debate, exhaustive writings, and unparalleled attention in every succeeding generation since A.D. 34. The event of which I speak of is the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. For centuries, the enemies of the resurrection have tried to explain away the empty tomb. Their logic is that they can explain the empty tomb from a standpoint of human reasoning. Amen. How do you explain something spiritual in a human? Amen. Human nature. You can't do it. This is spiritual. Amen. 
they try to reason that Christ did not rise from the dead. If so, then they don't have, a, have to deal with it. Amen. They can dismiss it. Skeptics of the resurrection have conclu- concocted several theories in which the feeble attempt, amen, to explain an empty tomb. This one just blows my mind, the swoon theory. Jesus did not actually die, but he fainted. They laid him in a tomb just thinking he was dead. Then he woke up and got out of the tomb by himself. Amen. Well, let's think about that for a minute. All right. This theory has some serious problems. Amen. There are seven fountains of blood open in his body, both hands, both feet, his brow, his back, and his side. Amen. He hung on a cross for six hours. Amen. And we forget this part. The Roman soldiers were experts in inflicting pain and death. They typically broke the legs of those crucified so they could not rise up and breathe. Amen. They did not break Jesus' legs because he had already expired. They knew exactly, amen, what death looked like. Amen. They knew exactly what death looked like. Even if he had swooned or fainted, and they would have placed him in a cold, dark, damp cave. Would that be a, con- a, a conducive environment for regaining con- consciousness? No. All right. I should think to the contrary. It would have deepened his coma. Amen. Then you have the wrong tomb theory. The women were so emotional and the disciples so distraught that they actually went to the wrong tomb. With their eyes full of tears and early morning fog, their hearts pounding with grief in the sight of the empty tomb, they mistakenly thought he had resurrected. When actually it was the real tomb, he was still dead. Well, let's think about that. This death of Christ was the most traumatic event that had ever taken, that had ever happened to Jesus' closest followers. All right? They was distraught, yeah. They was tore up. Amen. But the location of his burial would have been ideally impressed into their minds. In fact, in two of the Gospels, the writer specifically wrote that the women took special note of the place where he was buried. Mark 15 and 47 says, And Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother observed where he was laid. Amen. Luke 23 and 55. The women who could come with him from Galilee, followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. I don't think any mother who grieved the pondering things in her heart, like Mary did, would have been one bit confused about where her beloved son had been buried. Amen. Any more than any of us are about where our deceased parents are buried at today. Amen. We also had the eyewitness testimony of Joseph, who was a secular historian contemporary with his first century, who wrote the events of Christ's crucifixion, death, and burial, confirming his resurrection. Theft theory, the disciples desire not to make a liar out of Jesus and to perpetuate his myth, manufactured a resurrection by stealing his body under the cover of darkness and burying it in some secret place. Well, let's think about that. Could the disciples have stolen the body of the Lord even if they wanted to? Uh, It's highly unlikely, as Pilate had put his personal seal on the tomb. Amen. Cephas and Annas 
amen, the high priest had Pilate's permission to place round-the-clock temple guards around the tomb entrance. The guards were convinced Jesus convinced Jesus was resurrected. After all, there was an earthquake. The stone was rolled away and an angel sat on top of it and the guards fainted like dead men. The guards, amen, were the only ones who swooned that day. Amen. When they went to the high priest and told them what had happened, the priest bribed them to lie and say the disciples had stolen the body. I don't know how those soldiers slept at night. Amen. After manufacturing that. Every one of the disciples, though, died a martyr's death for Jesus Christ, all except for John. Amen. Would they have been willing to lay down their lives for a phony, a fraud, a fake? Would you? That's why in Josh McDowell's book, More Than a Carpenter, he has a chapter that says, you know, who would die for a lie? If anybody knew that Jesus Christ was who he said he was, it was them. Amen. The way they died, amen? You think about it. After his resurrection, he met with them, and after he ascended, their worlds were turned upside down as death, but they are noted for turning the world upside down with the gospel. Amen? Their lives, when you look at them, they became bold. Amen? There was a different, there was a switch. They, the, if, if it wasn't real, they would have just went and hid somewhere. But the boldness that came upon them, the way they lived their lives, they had touched, they had seen, they knew this was real. Amen? It is real. This life is real. Jesus is real. Amen? And he died on the cross for us. He rose the third day that we might have life. Amen? That we might have life. It's an empty tomb. Amen? But because of the cross, we have tomorrow. Amen? Because of the empty tomb, we can face tomorrow. Amen. I don't know if you've ever thought about, if you'll stand with me. Amen. As we close. Have you ever thought about the, 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 uh, the marked lamb, the blemished lamb? Have you really thought about the blemished lamb? What happened to the blemished lamb? Amen. The blemished lamb got to live, folks. Amen. The, 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 the unblemished died. He was sacrificed. I can imagine, amen, the shepherd as he was going through trying to figure out which lamb was going to be sacrificed. And if he found one little scar, the excitement that he would get when he could tell that lamb, you get to live. Through the scars, the blemishes, everything. They got to live. You get to be part of the fold. Amen? Because of the blemished, the, the unblemished, the perfect lamb. Amen? That was slain for this world. Amen? We blimped in here today. Amen? With something. We've got scars. We're battered. We're bruised. Amen? We're blemished. But the good news is, we get to live. We get to live. Amen? Because the, blem the, the unblemished, the perfect lamb, Amen. Was slain. He was sacrificed that we might have lived, that we could come into the fold. Amen. Think about that. Amen. The, the perfect one. Amen. Rose the third day. Made a way that we could have hope. 
that we can live, that we can come into his fold. Amen. We're blemished. Amen. We got our faults. Amen. But by the blood of Christ, it covers a multitude of sin. Amen. He walked out of that grave. Amen. With the keys to death, hell, the grave. Amen. The same keys that we was given. Think about it. Go back to your Damascus Road encounter. Go back to that day you had your upper room experience when you was filled, when you had your day of Pentecost. Amen. Thank God for the Lamb. Thank God for the Lamb. Thank God for an empty tomb. Thank because He's alive. He's alive today, and He wants to continue to work and operate in our life. It's a matter of us continuing steadfast in the Apostles' doctrine. Amen. If you're here today and you haven't had that day of Pentecost, the Lord is here this night. Amen. He is here. His presence is here. His spirit is here. He's, he's moving. He would like nothing more for you to join the fold. Amen. He gave the keys to Peter, and it comes through repentance. It comes through a baptism in his name for the remission of those sins and being filled with his spirit as the spirit gives the utterance. Amen. If we can lift our hands right now. Amen. I'll make these altars open if you want to come and find a place. Amen. You're facing something. You're facing fear. You got anything the enemy's trying to put a lid upon you. Tell you the stone is rolled away this morning. He is here, available. Amen. He's able and willing to work in your situation. Amen. He's here to make that way. He is a way maker. Lord, we love you. And we praise you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being a living God, not being one who's dead, Lord, not being one who's cut off from us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we have a way. you are that way. We thank you, Lord, for all that you